Reading is from the Gospel Luke, starting with chapter 2. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, Every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what it stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought the child, Jesus, to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Word of God, word of life. Thank you, Jenny. You may be seated. Oh, Anna. We are so glad to make your acquaintance in October. Typically, your story is told on the Sunday after Christmas when us preachers have exhausted our words and the Christmas tree needles fall dry and we teeter between hitting repeat on Nat King Cole or opening the red and green plastic bin so we can pack up nativity set once again for next year. Simeon, who makes an appearance in the temple just before you, Anna, often steals the show with his longer narration and even a song, Nuke Dimitis, composed from his words. But Anna, You are the only female prophet mentioned in the entire New Testament. And Luke is so intentional about including your story. 
these chapters early on in the gospel that set up and tell of how God's promise from old is now coming anew as God is made flesh in Jesus. So Anna, you get the stage today. We're told so little about your life though that you married and soon became a widow, a nearly impossible fate in ancient days, but not forgotten. You heard a call to pray in worship, and so your bed became a tucked away corner in Jerusalem's temple. You prayed for the priests in all the preparations. You were there for each birth and each death. You were there on festival days and ordinary ones too, trusting that God would bring a promised future. And in your noticings, Anna, you heard God call to you. So you went to the door that day when Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus entered. Presenting this child in accordance with the Jewish law, you, Anna, saw God's promise made real in this baby. You held him in your arms. You heard his coo when his fresh young eyes took a long blink to look at yours. It was you, Anna, without fanfare. You experienced the fulfillment of all those years of prayers and fasting. Anna, you have a place in God's story. You know, this fall, we've been hearing from all these characters that we don't hear from very much. It's like the pages of the church directory of all time plop open for us to see the faces and to hear more about these people who we don't know very well, but who we share this faith journey with. We get to hear about their lives and how specifically how they embodied faith, how their life was a piece of this unfolding story of God. Now, Anna, in worldly standards, didn't really do too much. I'm not sure her resume would even fill a page. You would surely miss her if you entered the temple to gaze around because her daily work was behind the scenes. She was not writing big checks or sitting in the front row. But her story is the spoken word today. Her presence and call to bear witness to the baby Jesus as the fulfillment of God's promise is as important as any other before her. I have a picture to share with you. This is Ani Cramber, and we had our Mount Olivet Gallery this fall that was in the community room and now is in the welcome space, and Ani's story and photo are a part of this gathering, and I have a hunch you don't know Ani. She joined Mount Olivet a few years ago, and she worships on Wednesday. Ani grew up in a church where she could not question her faith. Her wonderings 
and the ways of faith had to fit neatly into creeds and church doctrine. But Ani's curiosity could not be contained, and so she left that church, and she found Mount Olivet through a friend. She was looking for a place where she could participate not out of obligation, but participate from a place of joy. She also wanted to find a church for her kids to grow and be known where they could come as they are. Now, Ani works as a climate and cultural specialist for the Robbinsdale School District. She is on the front lines with elementary school kids teaching about difference and sameness, meeting them where they are and making space for questions and conversations about what is happening in their own lives and what's happening in the world. And Ani is also very clear that a financial gift to Mount Olivet is not an option for her growing family right now. So instead, her offering is her time. She is the adult guide for eighth grade girls. And after a long day at school, she is the bridge for 13 and 14 year olds to listen to their highs and lows and to get to know them just as they are. Ani speaks of her faith and she asks her own questions. And Pastor Kristen has shared with me that she notices Ani's gifts to light up a conversation and to make a boring conversation more interesting to crack open what is dancing in the heart of middle schoolers and what also is breaking their hearts. Ani is a part of Mount Olivet, her story one of many, and she brings God's promise of a future to life one Wednesday at a time. Luke spends so much time telling the stories in these first two chapters of the Gospel of Luke, even before Jesus is born. Each verse contains the story of people who wondrously believe that God's promise was true and that a Messiah was coming to save, and they kept believing when every circumstance in front of them told them differently. And it was a really slow process. Person by person, the story continues. Zechariah and Elizabeth bearing a son, John the Baptist in their old age, and then adolescent Mary being visited by an angel risking her life to birth Jesus. Joseph, who faithfully trusted a story he was not writing, it was the shepherds of all people who received the message in the middle of a night that a savior was born. And it was this combination of waiting and then just taking this next step in faith, trusting that God would show them the way. You see, the fulfillment of God's promise for this world to become incarnate could not have happened without people. Now, why would God take that risk? 
We've been talking this month about stories, and in just a week, you will be invited to consider your place in God's story, specifically here at Mount Olivet. And I want to tell you today, a financial gift is not the only way to invest in God's mission here for us. Where are you being called to give what you have for the sake of what God is doing in the world? The world so needs whatever it is that you are called to give because it expresses to the world that God is still among us, living in a future that is being written day by day. And it's always risky. And what we hear from Anna and Ani is that it includes each of us sewn together with stitches that some days don't seem to hold. It's both remnants and new pieces, different and beautiful, and each needed to sew this story together person by person, created and called by this divine love that continues to ensconce the world. What is really interesting is that Luke never documents what Anna said. That's not what's written down. But what is told is her presence and her faithfulness through daily prayer and worship. That is so clearly noted. You see, she was the first one to know and celebrate Jesus' call in the world when she encountered that baby. She believed and held the promise and then extended it to the next generation, trusting it would continue and make its way. You know, there's so many places for us to give our time and money, so many asks. And I'm not here today to sell you on why you should give to Mount Olivet, but I can't leave here today without, without mentioning and reminding you that you are a part of this story, that God is up to something in you and you matter, whatever it is. We each have a piece and we need all the pieces. So I offer this to you to consider, what is it that you have to give? How will you invest in continuing to speak of this promise of so long ago that still is born new even today? And we just can't do it alone. And that is why, from the beginning of time and in Jesus' ministry, Individual encounters are meant to bring people into community. And that is why at the table there is always a place for everyone. Because God's love is that wide. And it takes each of us in our gifts, each offering to build community, a place to belong, and a place that will continue to speak that God is here with us even now. So Anna, today, bear witness to the promise of God of old that becomes new. And today, Anna entrusts that promise to us. Let it be so. Amen. <laughs>